Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx. Joining me today is my road trip companion, Matt Hahn. We drove, I calculated at about 800 miles around the state of South Carolina over the span of four days. Matt was our photographer slash videographer, content creator extraordinaire. Uh, it was great to have him on the trip. Matt, quickly, um, can you introduce yourself and, and uh, briefly describe what it is you do and, and where people can find your work? Yeah, absolutely, Alex. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure to go on the uh, the trip and check out these great spots in South Carolina that we had a chance to uh, to visit. But I'm Matt Hahn. I'm a freelance uh, photographer, videographer, uh, focusing heavily in the golf space. I come from a golf industry background, was formerly with Top Golf in their corporate office uh, before venturing out on my own on the photography and videography side of things. So uh, if anybody wants to find my work, um, they can find me at hanmat.com. That's H-A-H-N-M-A-T-T.com. Before we begin and, and tell you all about our trip and some of the uh, really high quality, great value finds we ended up um happening upon and in our itinerary there it's um i just wanted to say a quick thank you to some people that uh helped us along the way uh, of course scprt south carolina department of parks recreation and tourism in the state of south carolina big thanks beautiful state obviously i live here so maybe i'm a little biased but um hopefully matt thought the same way being a, a texas guy himself slash philadelphia i guess yep. um BMW North America, we we cruised around the entire time in a brand new BMW X5, which is the nicest car I've ever driven and made it all completely comfortable, easy. It's probably the easiest car I've ever driven too. It basically drove itself. Um, so thanks to BMW, um, all of the state parks we visited, including all of the park managers, specifically Rob Powell, Michael Trotter, John Wells, and Robert Mahoney. Thank you guys. Thanks to Nine Rooftops Marketing. Uh, and thanks to the four golf courses that we played as well, which we will go into detail about here. We had the entire thing mapped out with golf courses to play, four different courses. And the impetus of the trip was to play and visit state parks in the area. There are two state parks in South Carolina that actually have golf courses in them of the 47 state parks in SC. So Hickory Knob and Cheraw or Cheraw will probably go back and forth with how we refer to that place. Cause we, I tried to look up the pronunciation, honestly, I can't find it, but I think we kind of both agreed that that was our favorite of the entire trip. So hopefully we're able to correctly communicate that to everyone listening here. Um, and then we also visited two of the most highly trafficked state parks, I think, in South Carolina, uh, in Table Rock and Sesquicentennial, it's a mouthful, 
State Park. Um, and since we were near uh, Columbia and near Clemson, we visited the two largest universities in South Carolina as well. So lots of activities off the golf course too. Let's start with our, our trip. I picked Matt up in Savannah after he had a lovely dinner the night before at Sam Sneed's Grill. Starting the trip off right. Get the golf theme going early. Uh, yep, exactly. And uh, we had about a four-hour drive over to the western side of South Carolina. McCormick, uh, specifically, is a small town kind of near the Georgia-South Carolina border. And Hickory Knob State Resort Park. It's the only resort state park in South Carolina. Um, full service. They have a, a restaurant. They have cabins and a lodge and... And they have an 18-hole championship golf course designed by Tom Jackson, who, as a lot of you probably know, is, is well-known for his courses in the Carolinas. So let's start there. I mean, what do you think is your, your first impression of, of Hickory Knob when we drove up, had ourselves a pro shop hot dog, and we're getting ready to go? Yeah, I mean, I think full disclosure on my side, I mean, I had only had really experienced the coastal parts of South Carolina uh, before this trip. So I, I didn't really have a frame of reference for what to expect uh, coming into some of these places. And I think the, the first thing for me was, you know, just kind of the, the variety of, of kind of elevation change and topog- topography and just kind of the, the setting in general. I mean, it was, it was cool to see, you know, to kind of set the scene for everybody listening. Um, the course sits on a lake there in the park. Uh, so you've got some lakeside views and lakefront views, uh, some of the holes kind of playing alongside, uh, slightly inland from, or even right against uh, the lake. So, I mean, we started in the clubhouse, uh, you know, having our, our clubhouse meal, hot dog and a bag of chips, uh, kind of looking out the windows and, and kind of getting a glimpse of some golf holes right on the lake, which, I mean, from the get-go gets you excited. Yeah, it was a really cool, like, old school type of clubhouse that's been there and hasn't changed they talked about wanting to to kind of gut it and open it up a little bit and change it but um it was a nice like extremely low-key vibe to start the entire trip like matt mentioned um hickory knob sits on the strom thurmond reservoir it's a seventy-one thousand acre uh water reservoir uh, and also known by lake thurmond um the course is right there on it i we talked about as we were playing all these places, we talked about what does this remind you of? Um, what are some things, some words that come to mind when you think about this golf course? Um, I remember specifically coming to, there's a par three on the backside that was kind of tree lined up and, and you can see, I think you can see the lake from every single hole, um, which is a very cool, um, aspect of this course, but it, it really reminded me of the Pacific Northwest for some reason. Um, lots of tight tree line holes, a lot of variety out there left and right. And, um, but maybe the most, you know, striking feature of the course was the, the amount of elevation change out there was, um, really surprising to me. I guess maybe it shouldn't be. It's, it's only about 45 minutes from Augusta national actually, um, which is well known for its, sweeping elevation change uh and we got a taste of that as well there at hickory knob so tight elevation those are kind of some some buzzwords for me any anything else in particular stick out in your mind matt yeah i think it 
you know, I think on top of that, the elevation thing definitely was, was one that stuck out for me. Some of the par threes playing, you know, way downhill or, you know, some of the approach shots on some of the holes playing way uphill. So adding some variety and some, some different challenge and intrigue there. I think the other thing is, um, you know, it's kind of got some holes that make you think in terms of uh, the layout and the shot selection. It's not just step up and hit driver uh, on every hole, the elevation change you play over some hills to maybe what I would call some, you know, blind or semi-blind landing areas. Uh, you kind of got to think about your runouts. You got to think about, you know, kind of some of the shots and, and things you want to leave into some of these holes. So I think that was another, uh, you know, thing that, that kind of stuck out for me uh, with that, with that golf course, which is kind of the, the variety and it's not your simple, you know, pound driver and, you know, find it and hit it again type of uh, type of a place. Definitely. And maybe it, this is something that could help someone on their first round at Hickory Knob because um, this one in particular of, of all of them, you would really benefit from having some local knowledge that, that I think that was something we, we found ourselves you know, realizing that it's not a driver off every tee type of golf course. It's only 6,560 yards from the back tees. And at several times we did hit driver off the tee and felt like if I had to go back to the tee right now and, and tee it back up, it's, I'm definitely not using that club. Um, a few lost balls that we felt like shouldn't have been, but they were just not having ever seen or played it before. And like you said, um, a lot of landing areas where you don't know where the ball is going to end up until you try to go look for it. Um, and it's not there some of the time, but, um, really cool. I think my, my favorite hole out there may have been, uh, and there's a lot of good ones. Um, I think number two, just, there was something that it's this par five that starts out. You probably hit like a one ninety shot, unless you're going to carry it 260 270 off the tee you've got a 190 shot before you get to this inlet from the lake that juts into the the first part of this par five from there um you set yourself up with an approach wherever wherever you want to leave your your third shot coming into the green um is straight uphill i mean at least 50 some feet dead uphill to a green that once we played, it was like, is this, is this the knob? This could be the knob that the hickory knob that we're, we're desperately trying to figure out where that is. But I just thought that hole was just very interesting, very public state park. How do we fit a golf hole into this landscape type of deal? Just let's just throw that out there and get, get the quirkiness in right away. Um, so I, I love that hole. It probably wasn't like the most architecturally sound hole in the world, but I thought it was a, a very interesting hole that you're not going to see anywhere else really. Yeah, I would agree with that one. That one's good. I think the other ones that stick out for me, um, 17 was really good. Uh, downhill par three with the lake all along the left-hand side makes you hit, hit a shot there. You can't, can't miss left. Otherwise you're swimming. Uh, and then the, uh, the other one that kind of sticks out, there was a par three on the back nine and I, I should know the whole number here off the top of my head, but it kind of sat up on the hill there after a, after a short par four, but just the way it was situated kind of on the hillside, kind of playing with the, the hillside to your left and the hole on the right, it just framed up really nicely and was, it, I'd say this golf course just felt 
secluded, you know, all throughout, you felt like you were in a state park. Uh, and, and that whole kind of really captured that feel, um, kind of even off, off the lake and away from the lake. So those two holes, those park threes actually stick out to me. Yeah. But I'm both of those state park golf courses that that's the, the one thing that maybe is the, the best part of playing a, a public course like that is that there is virtually no infrastructure. I mean, you're playing in a park. It's, it's not like there's a bunch of houses out there and people, living there um it's you and the golf course and it's a feel you don't really get a lot of times anywhere much less a public course that you can play for 40 bucks so an underrated aspect of playing golf in a state park is complete seclusion essentially maybe uh, you have to try not to get distracted by a kayaker out on the lake or something but um otherwise it's it's really beautiful um hickory knob was a pleasant way to start our trip, uh, after golf, we had kayaking actually on our agenda. So, um, Rob Ranger, Rob Powell helped us out with a couple kayaks and, uh, we hit the lake for about an hour or so kind of felt like we had the entire lake to ourselves. I mean, what a, what yeah. a peaceful and enjoyable evening that was. Yeah. I would say it was, uh, one of the cool things about the setup of the park is we actually stayed on, on property. Uh, so, I mean, you can go straight from the golf course, go back and, you know, change out clothes, get your swimsuit on and, uh, you know, transition or, you know, to some of those other park activities. And yet it really did. I think we had the lake pretty much to ourselves for that, that whole afternoon, which was awesome. Um, you know, just going out there on the kayaks. And the cool thing is, is you can kind of kayak around uh, some of the golf balls that you just played. So seeing them from a little different perspective, uh, and, you know, kind of reminiscing back on some of the shots that maybe were, or maybe weren't, uh, from your round. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there. I mean, the course is on the shoreline. So we, we kayaked over and, and maybe, yeah, reminisced a little bit about what we should have done. I think, um, that collectively, I would consider that our warm up round. We were just trying to figure out how to play 72 holes in the next four days. And so we got, we got a good warm up, and, and like you mentioned, um, we stayed in the on-site cabins. We actually stayed in the division of, of cabins that had been recently updated. Um, essentially, I mean, you feel like you kind of walked into a, a pretty good Marriott hotel and it was, it was the perfect way to, uh, to stay right there next to the lake. And everything's right there. It's, it's within probably two miles of each other, the golf course, the boat ramp where we went out to kayak and where we were staying. So it was all super, super convenient. Um, for dinner that evening, we had a, a little hole in the wall place called Michelle's Pizza in downtown McCormick, right near the courthouse. I think both of us probably had eyes bigger than our stomachs a little bit because we housed some cheese cheesy breadsticks i had a calzone that i probably could have eaten half of and been totally fine with that what'd you get chicken parm Is that yeah chicken? I had a chicken parm sandwich that was pretty darn good it, it looked really good great sauce i mean pizza pizza sauce is a very like big deal when it, when it comes to how i evaluate a pizza the sauce has to be good excellent excellent pizza sauce at michelle's in McCormick. I just I definitely agree with that take. It's one of those <laughs> things that like you, you maybe don't notice it if it's if it's you know 
just okay or so-so, but when it's good, man, it, it stands out and that place stood out. Absolutely. That wrapped up our Thursday. We retired pretty early and I knew we had a, an early morning ahead of us the next day. Uh, the second course on our agenda was the Walker course at Clemson University, uh, the home of the Clemson Tigers. And that drive was really not that bad from, from Hickory Knob, probably an hour and a half there, if that. We decided to grab some breakfast on the road and so we can get out to the course and uh, had a little time to, to hit on their range. Nice little practice facility. You can see part of the downtown area of the college campus from right there from the course and teed off. This, this is a DJ DeVictor design, which is a name I hadn't heard. Um, we had heard that this was a excellent top tier college golf course. They're very proud of ranking number one in the golfer's choice top 25 college golf courses in the country in 2021. They were ranked number one. And I think we, we quickly realized why that was, um, my first buzzword for that place was plush. I mean, it was a great, great condition. Yeah. I tell you what, man, if I was a college student at Clemson, uh, I think my game would have been even a little sharper than it was with the, with the amount of golf that we played in college too. Cause that place was, that place was in phenomenal condition. Probably one of the best layouts in terms of condition wise that I've seen this year, or maybe even in the past year and a half or so, uh, just traveling around to some places. I mean, it was in, in that good of shape. Looked like it was a pretty good value for the college students there. I mean, maybe there's, there's some probably cheaper places you could play around, but you're not going to play a better public course there. In my opinion, that's just not having any knowledge of the area, but I don't know how it could get much better than, than that. Nice, nice variety in the outward and inward nines. The, the front nine is more of like a countryside setting and wraps around on itself has, has some good um, variation in its holes, some, some character uh, around it with some, a few barns and, and things. I don't know. It kind of just blended right into the the countryside there and plenty, a, plenty of orange as we found out there's no shortage of things that are the color orange around that entire town, yeah. but the golf course too. And then, yeah, the, the back nine was highly touted going into our round. I, I mean, we, they told us the ninth hole actually was the hardest hole and it was kind of like a, you'll see why type of, deal no no descriptors no sneak peeks out there just had to find out for ourselves and but the back nine the last five holes all finish uh right there on lake hartwell uh, which is a big recreational lake uh just outside of clemson and it's all building to the 17th hole which looks great from the sky as we found out because the the green and adjacent bunkering it's shaped in that iconic tiger paw. So you got the tiger paw, 17th par three green. Super cool. How else would you describe the experience out there, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, again, um, really interesting kind of landscape and topography to play over. The holes fit the land really well. I think they did a great job of kind of using what they had out there. There's some some holes that play across some, like, kind of different, I'd say valleys or gorges almost out there where you're hitting some kind of dramatic tee shots, kind of almost playing like cape holes over, uh, you know, some of the different kind of drop-offs and things like that. I think it's got some interesting tee shots with 
using that elevation. Um, the views from some of the holes were really cool, uh, just in terms of what you could see around. You know, you alluded to the range and the kind of what you're greeted with when you get out of the car in the parking lot there. Um, you're just kind of having views of the area of Clemson, and you can see some of the practice facilities and things like that uh, for some of the other other sports um, teams at the university. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd say it's a it's a big boy golf course if you play it from the back tees. I mean, the men play out there at, at Clemson, and uh, you know, obviously they're a, they're a strong program, and and having a facility like that and a place to play on a regular basis, I think, definitely contributes to that because that place can, you know, if you if you tip it out out there, you're going to have a challenge from those back tees. Oh yeah. I think the, the coolest hole for me was uh, 16. You, you kind of have an elevated par five tee shot that looks like, you know, you, you almost have to hit this hero all world drive to even make it across another one of those inlets from the lake that, that kind of juts in. It's a force carry over that. It's, it's probably shorter than it looks, but it's a very um, intimidating tee ball there, this par five. Both of us hit it and we're like, all right, no idea where that is. Let's see if we, if we made it, if we survived. And, and yeah, I think there was more room than, than we realized at the time. Uh, but the first time we walked up to that hole, it was like, this is really cool. This is a very cool visual. And then going into 17, that was a, that last stretch of holes is just phenomenal. I thought. Yeah. 16, 17, 18 were great. I mean, the back, the whole back nine was great. Um, not really any, any bad holes out there on that golf course, but uh, yeah, I would say 16, 17, 18, kind of the ones that you're going to walk away from that, uh, that round really kind of have in top of mind. It's going to be, you know, your, your tee shot on 17 playing into that par three that kind of juts out into the lake. Uh, you know, that tee shot that you just talked about on 16 kind of playing down the hill and then 18, you know, the walk from 17, you know, green to 18 T you kind of have the, the tee kind of juts out onto the lake on 18 two and you're playing over again, another inlet, um, from the lake, uh, that, that, you know, plays back inland, uh, to the 18th fairway. So that, that closing stretch is really good. And the, the views of the lake are again, you know, something that you're going to walk away with top of mind. Yeah. Talk about saving your best for last. They did definitely did a good job of that at the recommendation of, of several people we consulted with. Uh, we were told that no trip to, Tiger Town and Clemson is complete without stopping at uh, the Esso Club, a little dive bar type of place right next to the the football stadium right there. Um, so you're you're in the thick of the the Clemson University atmosphere that I had never been there, but you hear about that being such a great college town. Would recommend the meat and three. I know you didn't get that, but I really enjoyed my my meat and three vegetable meal. Um, what did what did you eat there? Now I don't even recall. I went with a I think they had a wrap there, which was also very good. It, they just had a just a great college town, you know. I'd say like local watering hole, but also just like hangout spot. I mean, it was lots going on in there, and I think it's just you know just a great place to go on any day for lunch or late afternoon or happy hour. I mean, that would probably be the spot to go. Yeah, super good. Make sure you seat yourself. They'll tell you five or 10 times if you, if you didn't know already, but just go in and then find yourself a, a seat to pull up around there. Uh, from, from lunch, we had 40 minutes maybe to uh, Table Rock State Park and Table Rock Mountain there in the, the Blue Ridge Mountains. 
of South Carolina. We also had a nice uh, little, I would say like about two mile uh, loop hike set up through the woods it's called the Carrick Creek Trail. One cool thing I didn't know until we got there was all the trails start in the same place. So no matter what you're, you're doing, what kind of hike you're going on in, in Table Rock State Park at all, at least in that part of the park, they all start in the same place. And I mean, that was really cool. It was in terms of hikes, you, you saw everything you wanted to see. You saw waterfalls, um, you crossed over different natural creeks. We actually saw a rattlesnake. So keep your eyes peeled. We, we happened upon like a six foot, uh, mature rattlesnake that was very clear that you did not want to, to trifle with him whatsoever. Um, but just kind of let let him go on his way and, and continue our hike. It probably took us 40 minutes to do the entire thing and wasn't extremely difficult. Uh, wasn't easy either, I would say, but if you want to go on a hike that doesn't suck up your entire day and you feel like any level of hiker can can do this, that was a good option, I felt like. What you would you think of the experience in the park? I thought the park was awesome. Again, no expectations on South Carolina landscape. I mean, I had coastal South Carolina in my head coming into this trip. So seeing the mountains and rock formations and things like that, that were there, I was, uh, you know, completely surprised. And I'd say pleasantly, pleasantly surprised in terms of what we had there uh, in terms of, you know, the hike, the hike was really cool with the terrain and like some of the, you know, they had kind of man-made boardwalks over some of the rock formations and things like that. So you're on a trail, but you can uh, you know, kind of walk over some of these, these streams and waterfalls and things like that on these, these boardwalks. And then also even just walk out onto these large rock formations and kind of mess around in the, uh, in the water or anything around there if you wanted to. So that was really cool. It was a good little bit of exercise. I think, like you said, a, you know, a little over two mile walk, uh, definitely bring your water, uh, not anything too crazy strenuous, but you know, you'll, uh, you'll finish a little, you'll be a little tired when you, when you do finish that one, but uh, yeah, pretty awesome place. Um, you can do some serious hiking out of there uh, is what we learned. There's, I believe it was like a 76 mile hike that goes from, uh, from there to one of the other parks. And that's something that people do over four or five days, which, uh, sounds like something way more, more serious than what I would get myself into. But, um, again, awesome park, awesome views, really cool, uh, just kind of landscape and things to, to take in out there just while you're going around and doing some of those hikes. Yeah. Total. I mean, the views, you could just, you don't even really have to do anything out there. You can find a place to lay down a, a blanket or something and have a picnic and just stare at that mountain all day. It's just really serene. And um, yeah, it's not something I really knew about either. I was, I'm from North Carolina, so we spent some time in the North Carolina mountains, but not much in South Carolina, just beaches for the most part. So yeah, like Matt said, we're seeing a lot of uh, what the state has to offer outside the main tourist attractions. And it was just very, very cool um, to see. I think changed our perspective on a lot of stuff. This was probably the, mo the most driving we did of any day because we were popping from town to town. So we Clemson up to Table Rock. And then uh, where we were staying for the night was in Greenville, South Carolina, um, which is one of the state's fastest growing cities, very eclectic, a lot going on. Lots of places and options on the South Carolina Satisfy Your Thirst Tour uh, trail, which is is like a uh, 
a recommendation of different breweries, distilleries, and, and different places to find a good, uh, good beverage to drink in the state of South Carolina. Uh, so going into the trip, I had located a place called Birds Fly South Ale Project. Uh, in this um, district of town where you, you definitely wouldn't realize there's about to be this uh, very cool pop-up artsy community of shops. Um, so all, the, all this land had been reclaimed kind of under a bridge near some water towers. And there is a, a brewery there attached to the White Duck Taco Shop. Uh, so that seemed like a good place for us to to get some uh, refreshment and nourishment after a long day of golf and trail hiking. Um, it was excellent. I mean, the tacos were really, really good. We had a couple of beer flights and the drinks were phenomenal and really good atmosphere. Uh, what, what was your takeaway from that little district we were in? Yeah, super cool. A lot, of, a lot to do there. Just cool atmosphere. There was picnic tables outside. They kind of lights hung up and things like that. So um, a lot of people just out there at tables, enjoying having flights of beer, having tacos, uh, you know, picking up, it looked like there were some other restaurants and things in that area too, uh, that we saw as we kind of walked around. So a uh, great spot to kind of just go spend, a, you know, an hour or two in a, in an evening, um, beer, I thought was great. The flights we, uh, we sampled were awesome. They had some, uh, some, I'd say some staples, but also some, then some like unique stuff, uh, as well, um that was also very good. So in the, the taco shop, uh, you want to talk about some unique kind of different options in terms of taco flavors. I think one that I had that was probably my favorite was the general sows taco. So it had, you know, general sows chicken in a taco, uh, you know, mixed with some other, uh, different toppings and things like that. But that was, that was really good. And, uh, a lot of different flavors and different combinations that maybe you wouldn't see in, in other, you know, standard taco shops that, uh, I think will make that place uh, memorable if you go and visit. Something for everybody, for sure. I think I had like a a shrimp and a buffalo chicken, some sort of like curry one almost. It's uh, that place was good. Would highly recommend. Ten out of ten would recommend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stayed over at the, uh, the Hilton Garden Inn, Greenville, kind of near the airport uh, for the night. Easy place to, to rest our heads um, before we would head out the next day uh, and go straight from Clemson to rival territory to Columbia, South Carolina, and go visit uh, the home of the Gamecocks, or at least what we thought was the home of the Gamecocks. I had set up, well, I have a, a great friend uh, that I, I worked uh, in Indianapolis with a few years back that, that lives and, and works for the University of South Carolina now, Michael DeBates, shout out uh, to him. Uh, and his friend Tim, they joined us uh, and made a foursome. So we had a different uh, vibe to our round that day. Um, had a little match play going, played some sixes with those guys. Unfortunately, Michael was the, the big loser of the day. So uh, everyone got their taste of winning except him, but he was happy to oblige. Um, 
at at dinner and drinks later that evening um, to celebrate uh, seeing each other. We hadn't seen each other for years, so that was a really fun time. But um, Cobblestone Park Golf Club is they, they still have the golf house there from the University of South Carolina. Their golf teams uh, would hang out and practice there. I think in the in recent years, uh, it's become less of where where they're at and practicing every day because they've built this practice facility that Michael showed us that's unreal good right next to the football stadium in downtown Columbia. And you talk about plush. I mean, we, we saw a good golf course at Clemson, but that practice facility at South Carolina was impressive. I mean, that yeah, I mean, they got Zoy- a good deal there going on. Yeah, Zoysia Tees and those, you know, three or four different greens for, for chipping, putting, wedge range, variety of targets. You can hit from two different directions on that practice facility. I mean, that place was a playground. I could have spent... I could spend hours out there on a repeat basis. I mean, that place was, was phenomenal. And it sounds like they've got some, maybe some cool plans in the works to, to keep building it out and have things go even further down there uh, in terms of what they have to offer with the team. But yeah, really cool experience to get to see kind of what a, you know, a top tier golf program uses as a practice facility. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was a nice treat after our round, but, um, beforehand and we, out at Cobblestone, they've got 27 holes, PB die design. Um, so your your Pete die influence there on his son was pretty evident around the course. Uh, we played the the Garnet and the Black Nines. Um, so they have a different three sets of nines you go out on. And um, I thought it was a really good golf course too. I mean, that we we had a lot of fun. That definitely has some good character. It's more of the residential type of feel golf course, but it was, it was great. I, I particularly like the Garnet nine or maybe no, sorry, the black nine, the, whatever the second one was we played, I believe it was the black yeah. wrapped around at the clubhouse. Um, some really, really cool holes out there. Uh, that 18th, our 18th would have been the ninth on the black course. This is par five that has a double fairway. You can go, on the high side, more of the safe side, uh, or the, on the left and, or on the right, the low side gives you a, a better chance of getting home in two on this finishing par five over a, a pond. None of us did. Uh, it wasn't our best hole collectively, but, uh, a really, really cool looking hole. What did, what did you see out there at cobblestone that you liked? Yeah, I think again, just variety of holes, uh, and shots, uh, that 18th, that that black nine, which was our back nine, was was really cool. I, I mean, the last the last four holes really kind of stick out in my head. You had a, a short par four uh, with kind of some risk reward on the tee shot to try and fly some cross bunkers um, up a hill uh, to kind of try and play into a green there, get yourself a better angle. Uh, that was a cool hole. That next par four again, kind of playing along the water uh, that that sits in the back of the clubhouse was was a neat, unique hole too. Just some cool sight lines, cool visuals. I'd say just variety of holes is, is what comes to my mind when, uh, when I think about our day out there at Cobblestone, you, you had some different par fives, like you talked about with the split fairway, you had some good variety in the fours in terms of, you know, some shorter holes, some longer holes, um, couple risk reward shots that kind of, you know, stick top of mind. Like I talked about there on, like I said, I think it was 15, uh, on that, it was our 15th hole of the day, but it was, um, you know, coming down the stretch there on the black, uh, the black nine. So that's, 
that's kind of what sticks in my mind. And then uh, on top of that, I mean, getting to check out the uh, the South Carolina golf house there on property afterwards and just kind of taking a walk down, I guess, South Carolina golf memory lane is what I'll call it there. They've got all different types of, you know, awards and trophies and things like that from the team um, from different tournaments in the past pictures, uh, things like that. So getting to see that and see some of the names that have gone through that program, uh, you know, just kind of helps put context into, you know, some of the, some of the great players that have come through that golf course and have played that place quite a bit. Yeah. And we peeked through the the trees there too. You could see parts of the, uh, the course, the nine that we didn't play. Um, I think it was the gold nine, um, there and, uh, felt like there's some pretty interesting holes back there too, that I, I wish we would have gotten the chance to see. It'd be nice to tackle all 27 in a day. Um, you know, if you really like playing and, and getting out and wanting to go back around after 18, I think a nice, a nice complimentary nine, um, if they have the availability to do that out there would be a, a really good day of golf just to get, get your fix in play all 27 in the same day or same weekend, uh, would have been cool. But, but yeah, the, the golf house there was, was nice. I got a ping pong table in there. You could see how these college athletes used to, to kick it. We got, we saw some, some big names. I know, you know, um, the Brian brothers there that played South Carolina, you're familiar with, I think one or two of them and they had all their stuff plastered on the walls because they were such good college players, but very, very cool to see, uh, how, what the, the life of a college athlete might've been like with club golf, did, did you guys have a locker room or, or were you slumming it a little bit out there? We maybe slumming it a little bit more. <laughs> we had, uh, we had access occasionally to a small, what we called the golf room in our, our rec center, our gym at, at Delaware, uh, that we could go and use, hit some balls inside when it was cold, but we had a good relationship with a local area facility, um, 18 hole course practice facilities, stuff like that, that we went out and we practiced and played at. So nothing quite like what we saw there with the Gamecocks, but, uh, you know, a little, little bit of something to just get a taste of it, but what they've got there in, in cobblestone and in that practice facility down by the stadium is pretty special. Yeah. After golf, after cobblestone park in Columbia, we went to, um, sesquicentennial state park in Columbia, um, a gift, uh, what was it from the city, uh, for their 150th anniversary, uh, which is what sesquicentennial means. Uh, and that was a, that was a cool little place. We had fishing on the agenda. It was probably the hottest day of the week that we decided to go fishing. So, uh, chances were not good from the get go of us catching anything, maybe got a couple of nibbles, uh, fishing on the banks of, of the lake there, but unfortunately we weren't bringing home any supper from Sesqui that day. Uh, although it was an enjoyable little hour or so that we spent fishing, uh, with Ranger John who couldn't have been a, a better host to us. I mean, that guy was like a historical, like tour guide taught, taught us everything we needed to know about, uh, Sesqui Centennial and, and the city of Columbia and, and more than we could ever need to know about that place. So that was really cool to walk around with him the entire day there. Yeah. I think one of the cool things about that park is, I mean, some of these, we kind of had the variety, I think in parks, we had some that were, you know, more secluded, more out there and, and kind of hickory knob and um, table rock, you know, they're, they're a little more isolated in terms of location, but 
you know, Sesqui is located 10 or 15 minutes, you know, from downtown Columbia, depending on, on traffic. So being able to go from a city to a park of, I think it was like 1400 acres, I think is, is what he had said to us. Um, Yeah, it's pretty big to be able to go from a, a city to that type of a park and, you know, go hike and do all different types of things there. Um, it was pretty cool. And it's, uh, what we learned also is it's a, it's a pretty popular spot. It sounds like for some RVs and, and campers and things like that on, on game day weekends, um, they book out as far as I think he said 12 to 18 months in advance for, for some of their campgrounds, uh, with, with game day weekends. So a lot of, a lot of cool things to do in there. Um, sounds like they offer some great programs too, in terms of like, if you, want to dabble in some of the camping and and nature stuff uh, that they have to offer, but you don't necessarily know how to, uh, you know, start with that, or you don't have the experience. uh, The Rangers there can um, help you do any of those things, whether it's kayaking or fishing or camping, Uh, they can kind of help you, you know, guide you down those paths so that you can try that out with your kids and, and get some more people into that. Yeah. I think people are just naturally curious about some of that kind of stuff that, um, you know, what's it, what is it like going camping and, and building a campfire and doing it all the right way? And, uh, they had a very good educational, um, program and, and, and park management system there going on that was really refreshing. And, and yeah, like you said, it was, it's almost like stepping into a different world just right off one of a, a busy subsection of the city, uh, is this quiet state park and, a lot of people out there that day that we were there it was a Saturday and had some cookouts going and people around and yeah, we, we got walked around to some of the, the different parks of the park. They're updating their, some of their RV space. So we'll be a very good resource for people to camp out and entertain and, and be there for, for game day. Like you mentioned, just a, a wonderful option for visitors to the state capital and one of the most, most visited populous cities in South Carolina. Afterwards, uh, we decided to check into our hotel before we went back out for dinner. Um, stayed at a little boutique hotel right in the heart of downtown Columbia called Hotel Trundle, um, which was such a cool vibe to that place. And it's this like a hundred year old warehouse that they've completely redone and converted into a, a boutique hotel. I don't know how many rooms they had, maybe 30 or so, but I mean, the, the nicest place we stayed on the trip for sure. And if you're going to go to Columbia and take your significant other or retire for a night uh, in downtown, I think that was such a great spot. Super nice, super convenient to everything and just felt like uh, felt like the right place to stay, I think. Yeah, that place was that place was awesome. I would uh, 100% go back there, um, even if you're. I'd say even if you're like a South Carolina local, uh, whether, you know, Gamecocks fan or not, um, going through Columbia, I mean, I would say go hit that spot up and, and spend a night there and just check it out. One of the cool things they did when you, when you check in, uh, you get a complimentary, uh, beer, welcome beer, or, uh, when you walk in or, or I think they had canned wine as well and some other different, uh, drinks, but we took, um, we went the beer route, uh, with what they had to offer. And those were really good too. So just kind of a, you know, a nice kind of unexpected way to, to start your, your stay there. Uh, the rooms were super nice, um, after, you know, a couple long days of travel, a nice shower and a really good bed. That is definitely a, definitely a plus. 
Mm-hmm. Recharge the batteries. And yeah, they had taps right behind the, the front desk at the hotel. It's like, all right, this is this is great. From there, uh, we, we went over to um, to hit, again, another trail in South Carolina is the uh, SC Barbecue Trail. A um, lot of good good barbecue around the state of South Carolina. Um, so I wanted to check off a place from that list as well while we were on our trip. Um, and there were a few spots in Columbia. We went, ended up at the Southern Belly, um, which is a really good barbecue sandwich joint. I mean, yeah, it's probably the best barbecue sandwich I've ever had. It was just delicious. And we were the only people there that time too. That was kind of, kind of cool. We had the place to ourselves and ordered a couple sandwiches. Um, our, uh, our hosts, Michael and, and Tim for the night said, you know what? We know some cool places around here too. Maybe we just grab a sandwich here and we'll get some other stuff later. So that's what we ended up doing um, after barbecue and then taking a, a tour of campus. Essentially, uh, we ended up probably a, a mile from our hotel in downtown um, at a couple of places that were also recommended to us that they said, yeah, you know what? Those are great. Let's go there. So we ended up at this place called Bourbon uh, for some drinks of the namesake had some old fashions and, uh, really good bourbon drinks, pimento cheese, hush puppies, good old Southern food right there in downtown. And then walked, you know, less than a block over to this little downstairs below the street dive bar called the wig. Really, really cool atmosphere there. You could, you could find yourself spending a lot of time there on a Saturday evening. I wouldn't say we spent a ton of time there, but we had, we had a couple drinks, you know, and catching up. It was, it was just a, a great evening, um, shared with the boys there in downtown Columbia. Yeah. I'd say definitely a cool spot that you could use as a, you know, a central point to locate yourself for a golf trip with some other surrounding areas, a lot of cool things to, to do some nightlife and things to get into. It's, um, it was a good, uh, good experience in Columbia. Totally. Um, like I said, we, we had an early morning ahead of us, uh, what was ultimately the earliest of our trip, you know, just under two hours to visit the, the other state park in South Carolina that has a golf course in it, uh, the aforementioned Cheryl. This was actually for me, I had driven through this area of the state uh, on, on my way down to the South Carolina coast, coming from North Carolina. Uh, a lot over the years actually and saw what i thought was this golf course from from the highway from the road view and so i was telling matt on our way there that you know like i i don't know if we're we may not you know be feeling this place i i, I really don't know what to expect i'm trying to keep my expectations super super low and you know who knows maybe we'll we'll be surprised that turned out to be a great strategy for me because I was so surprised at the quality of golf and the experience we had there at Chiral. It's another Tom Jackson design. And in terms of great value courses and hidden gems that you always hear about, uh, this place is as, as good as they come. And I couldn't recommend it more. Maybe I don't know how you feel you echo those sentiments too but it feels like you enjoyed it as well yeah 100 i mean that place is when you talk about 
value and hidden gems and kind of, you know, that whole genre of, of golf courses will say, I mean, this one is probably top of the top in terms of what I've had a chance to experience in, in that vein. Um, I mean, just it, you, again, just that kind of seclusion state park feel, uh, we went into this with no expectations. We had a early morning round teed off around seven thirty, seven forty-five, and some serious Pinehurst vibes out there, uh, felt a lot like maybe some of the, um, some of the other courses at Pinehurst and maybe like your seven, eight, nine type of category of Pinehurst, but without some of the call it neighborhoods or houses or things out there around it. So it just felt like every hole you had kind of the whole place to yourself. Um, the pines, the, just kind of the, the whole vibe out there was really, really cool. Um, and just felt like you were getting so much more than, you know, maybe I think the peak rate out there is what, like 40 bucks with a cart on a, on a weekend, like 35 even. Yeah. Yeah. So 35 bucks with a cart on a weekend. I mean, you're getting a tremendous experience that is miles above that, I would say. So I I personally, yeah, hundred percent echo your sentiments. If anybody's even close to the area of that place and you're looking for somewhere to go play or, you know, say even you're in Charlotte area or somewhere around there, I would, I would say it's worth the drive to go and, and check that place out and, you know, just kind of experience everything it has to offer as a golf course. Yeah. About an hour and a half from Charlotte, hour and a half from Columbia, major Pinehurst vibes. You could take that place and, and put it in Pinehurst and it would fit right in. Um, mm-hmm. It is in the sand hills of South Carolina. So it makes sense, but everything you were describing, um, big tall pines, very secluded feel, uh, great character to a lot of holes that one of my favorite holes was the the fourth that had like a, a center line lone tree that, um, of, of course I hit right behind just so I could experience that. And, uh, in my navigating of that hole ultimately led to a bogey, but enjoyed every second of that. Yeah. That it again plays right on a lake. I think that was a big theme of our trip was we were playing all these, well, other than in cobblestone, it had its own, own lakes within the property, but, um, three of the four courses we played were set on these huge recreational lakes there. And, um, it's, it's a cool, uh, aspect of a, a golf experience. I think to have that right there, gosh, I mean, 17 par three playing right towards that lake was, was super cool. Um, they talked about, you know, there's some trees that are in the background there that said, you know what, maybe we, uh, Maybe we get rid of those and, and open it up completely, and that that would be a cool little look. And then 18 is a really strategic hole around the corner. Uh, if, you, if you're a righty like me, you got to hit a little draw to put yourself in a good position. Um, if you're a lefty like Matt, you need a cut. But if you hit it straight, you're kind of kind of screwed unless you hit like a root and the golf gods bring your, your ball back like what happened to you and salvage a chance at a, a really good round that you you had going out there. That was a fun fun round Matt's a scratch so to see somebody just like dialed in and and having a really good round that that was really cool so um we we thoroughly enjoyed Sheral and I think that was that was number one on our trip list totally yeah I would agree with that I mean all of them very good all of them worth a worth a visit and and worth checking out in there uh, you know by themselves but um yeah, that place was, that place was special. I mean, obviously playing well also helps your perception of it, but for me, 17 was 
really cool, just a almost kind of like Tahoe feel to it. I haven't been out there to that, you know, that celebrity tournament that they play out there, but it, it kind of has that type of feel and that kind of vibe playing down to the lake there at, at 17 and, you know, playing your, your tee shot with it for me as a lefty behind you, uh, kind of to the right on 18 there. A um, couple other holes, I think worth mentioning that uh, I, again, don't know the whole number here, unfortunately off the top of my head, but there's a, a dog leg left par four. You can fly your drives over the corner, which we were both successfully able to do. Yeah. Um, I, think, on a, I think 13, that was, that was the 13. number one handicap hole. Cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So 13 and, and then you play into this almost kind of peninsula green from a, from kind of a downslope there. So some really interesting, uh, intrigue to that hole. The green's got obviously with it being a peninsula water all the way pretty much around it besides the side that you, you know, you come onto, you walk onto. Um, so bringing again, some of that kind of state park lake type of feel, uh, into the golf course was really cool. And then you go from there across this huge bridge across the water, um, that plays into that, that previous hole to the next park three and just some cool, really again, secluded park like feels. It's, it's just something that's different than your, you know, your normal everyday round of golf, a little different setting, something that's something that kind of, you know, just takes it to that next level. Yeah. When you talk about parkland layouts, like this is a literal parkland layout, but, um, yeah, it's just excellent. And afterwards, we before our our park activity there, we uh, scooted into town. Uh, I had been recommended this place to me called Country Kitchen Buffet, and I knew as soon as we drove up. I mean, they had a, a drive-through line that literally wrapped around this almost like it was like a strip mall type of parking lot, and there had to be ten or fifteen cars lined up in the drive-through. I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, this place is about to be really good," and it's yep. just a classic uh, hop in line, grab a plate, and go through the buffet, uh, grab what you want. I think it was fourteen bucks a person, uh, which was uh, the Sunday rate. So I think I think we caught a lot of the church crowd, people just finishing up and and having their Sunday lunch, but if the drive through and the line we walked in was any indication, I think we were in for some, some good eating and we certainly were, um, that fried chicken veggies. We both got the brownie or the uh, chocolate cake. Egg, yeah. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. That place is your, that's your good old Southern town, you know, just community gathering spot. I would even say there, I mean, when you, when, you know, Al says drive through it, I don't think of like a fast food drive through or anything like that. It's more of like a, a window they have in the side of the, the building that they use to, you know, pass food out to anybody that's coming to pick it up. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it's call ahead or, or how that works, but they were wrapped around the parking lot there to, to pick up the food uh, on, on a Sunday uh, midday there for lunch. So uh, the fried chicken was, that was pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> That was on point. Exactly what we needed. Exactly what we were looking for. Cash only if you're going to the country kitchen. Um, can't use card there, so you got to bring some old-fashioned dollar bills with you. Going Come back, hungry. yeah, and cut, do that for sure. Come hungry because you won't leave that way. Heading back over to the park afterwards, uh, they have built in. Uh, this nice little boardwalk that goes right out over the lake, uh, wooden boardwalk. It's in terms of 
your family friendly activities. That's a good one. If you want to just go on a short stroll, very scenic right on the lake. Um, then you go over this bridge that's, that crosses over uh, a dam there uh, at the edge of that lake. Just a nice little stroll. They've also got swimming right there and you can do all the same things that we did at other parks, kayaking and fishing and, and the works, but overall just a, an absolute pleasant surprise that place was. Uh, and I know it's, it's not really near anything, but it's kind of in between and on the way to certain places, or, or like you said, it's a perfect place to, if you can just wrap all that up in, in one day and you can leave and, and come back home in the same day from some, some of these major cities in North and South Carolina and, and even Georgia, um, and just make a day of it. I, I think it would be something that I would consider definitely doing it again. You know, we're, I'm kind of far in, in Hilton Head being three hours away, but you know, what's stopping me from taking one, one overnight stay just to do that, all that again would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially if you've got one of those, uh, those X fives to drive on that, on that trip again, uh, it's a, it's a pleasant trip. It's definitely worthwhile. I mean, great golf, definitely one of, one of the courses that'll, that'll stick with me in terms of, you know, when you think back of like places that kind of blew your expectations away, it, it was one that definitely was a, a very nice uh, surprise and totally enjoyed it. For sure. So that kind of wraps up our trip. Four days, four state parks, four golf courses. I was completely gassed. Once I got back home, we, we had about a three and a half hour trip from Chiral to back to Savannah airport, dropped Matt, Matt off. And it was just a treat. Um, I completely having not really seen much of South Carolina, kind of like you outside of the coastal areas that everybody knows and everybody goes to, I have such an appreciation for the state and for its natural resources and its natural recreational offerings and activities, something I really had no concept of before. But now as I'm driving, I, I drove a little bit over the weekend to go somewhere else up in North Carolina. But uh, coming back, you see all these signs for different state parks. And it's like, I know they have good state parks. I wonder what that one's like. I wonder what this one's like. So it's, it's worth exploring some of these places that you may otherwise wouldn't. I hope Matt, you'll come back and and we'll continue to to play more around the state, or maybe we'll just go back to some of these places we we love seeing. Yeah, sign me up if that's a a glimpse into what South Carolina has to offer, which I think it definitely was, you know, a great insight into some of the variety. Uh, I am all on board for for more of that and checking out more of uh, what SC has to offer because it's uh, it's pretty great. Definitely uh, definitely didn't know what to expect coming in and you know, great experience all around, great four days, would recommend any of the different uh, components of the trip that we were able to check out, whether you can do half of it or just a quarter of it or, or, you know, any of it, um, go and check it out because it is, uh, it's definitely worth your time. Yeah. Thanks again to everyone who helped us put that together. Uh, Thanks to Matt for coming along and taking such great uh, imagery of our entire experience. Follow us on social, follow Matt on all his social accounts. Matt, Thanks again. Look forward to catching up and and playing with you again as well. And uh, in the meantime, take care and keep up the good work. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks again for, for having me.